Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. From the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch, this is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every Thursday. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Features Editor at the Dispatch, and today I'm joined by my colleague, music reporter Julia Aller. Before we get to this week's guest, let's whet your appetite with a few upcoming events including the Strawberry Festival, running now through Saturday in downtown London. Every vendor must serve up strawberry-related dishes and refreshments, which sounds like a recipe for deliciousness to me. If straight-up music is more your thing, though, you'll have a hard time finding something better than Willie Nelson's Outlaw Music Festival on Sunday. The 86-year-old songwriter and his tour will stop by Nationwide Arena for a full day of music that will include fiddling legend Alison Krauss and Old Crow Medicine Show. Or, if you're a history buff, check out Ohio Village this weekend, where Civil War reenactors will perform battle demonstrations and civilian games from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. For now, though, keep your attention right here, because Julia's got Scott Devendorf, one-fifth of the rock band The National, who will perform Monday at Express Live. He grew up in Cincinnati with his brother and National bandmate Brian before moving to New York. The bass player found some time to speak with us about the band's eighth album, I Am Easy to Find. Take it away, Julia. I think what jumps out at me most about the new record is how much you guys sort of leaned into to letting go of a lot of control of things. You know, you really had to trust Mike's vision, and I know you have a couple new singers and a new drummer on tour. So, you know, you're a band known for perfectionism. And, and what was it that made the band this time? give up some of that that control to others I think I mean we this is our eighth record and we have made you know a lot of music up till now and I think when we started working with Mike on the film and he started to get involved with the sound mixing there it really opened up a lot of ideas or that he had and it inspired us yeah I mean I think it was just being we're not a band that would be really great probably with like a producer producer <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like we produce records ourselves or have done with you know with Aaron and our band and, and that's worked well for us for many years so I think we've always been a little wary of you know a music producer coming in but Mike was like being a director he sort of had a different way of approaching music he also is a musician he was in bands when he was younger and stuff so he knows kind of like the dynamic of bands which is really important for us you know so I think yeah and just having him kind of call the shots in a non-threatening sort of way was really <laughs> helpful and also a way that like he, he was really able to like I think focus on the things that we kind of forgot that we were good at in some ways or things about our band that were good that we kind of like either just got used to working a certain way or just he would just focus on kind of weird little idiosyncratic like parts or like something that really you know just bringing something to the fore that we have, might normally kind of hide in layers and layers of sound you know I don't know he was just 
really direct, which I think was a really good thing for us because we tend to be kind of like, we work well together, but it doesn't always come easy. <laughs> and I think having someone else there that wasn't one of us kind of directing the thing literally was like the best for us. Were there ever times when his will kind of clashed with what the national, you know, wanted? I don't know if there was like a, ever a full class. There were definitely things where he would like disrupt by like, you know, just saying, hey, I like that one weird keyboard part or something and turn off all those guitars. Like <laughs> oh that. no, heaven forbid. Or like, uh, yeah, right. So yeah, that kind of situation came up a couple of times where there, you know, he would just make a really unusual choice or something or unusual emphasis. And that I thought was really great, but it also like sometimes threw us off a little bit. Like we were just like, you can't just have that. And, but then it ended up just being that. <laughs> so it was good. He was really good at like sort of like nicely suggesting things that he wanted but like I mean he's, he's a fan a self-professed a fan of the band for years and he approached us to do the project and not in a way like I want to produce your record he was like I want to make a video for you guys and like we want to do a big project together we love your work so it's like very good sort of like respect for each other's work but also like fans of each other's work too so I think he didn't you know he didn't want to like sabotage the band in any way but he wanted to kind of like he's like you guys wrote you know we've written, you've written that song like a hundred times before let's write this kind of song so that, that kind of like input was just like super valuable. I think too Scott I read in an interview that when you first watched the film the first couple times you even cried a little bit because you were so moved. What was it about, yeah. about this piece that <laughs> impacted you that deeply? I mean I think it's just a, it's a very sad film but not because it's a sad film it's just re- it's really short 25 minutes long or something and it's, but it, I think the scope of it is just so vast and it's really ultra compressed you know, into this someone's life compressed into like a span of time of 25 minutes is really like just powerful to see, you know, all the things that happen. And nothing super dramatic happens in the movie other than, you know, the inevitable death <laughs> at the end. But it's like, you know, there's not like it's like an action movie or something like that. And that's not the type of movie she makes anyways. They're kind of like this, it's like these personal worlds, these like little dramas that are like very powerful for me. And I think when people watch it, I mean, I can't, I mean, we, we did, I think, five shows where we showed the film had a chat about the film and then did it played a you know the band played yeah and it was like every time I watched it I was I was, I was you know cheered up a bit so it's pretty it's pretty great and I think it's what it is about it I think it's just the sort of that compression of all that emotion into like just a short span of time cheered yeah. it for me but I don't know there's a lot of things about it that make me cry <laughs> yeah it felt a little bit like a play or something but you're the only person yeah. in the theater like just you and the exactly and the actor yeah yeah you're just yeah, so I think that I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some, like, again, it's not it's not like a one dramatic thing that happens, or it's just kind of like the full I don't know spectrum that you see in such a short time period. So Scott, I was actually at your homecoming festival last year, oh, and cool. yeah, yeah it, was it was fun. It was beautiful. Like the weather was perfect, which is I think everyone had a great time. But one thing with the national that sticks out to me is almost I feel like every feature and in interview and review always mentions that you. You are all from Ohio and from Cincinnati, and I think a lot of bands, no one really seems to care where they're from, but somehow with the National, your Ohio tie is really stuck with you. Yet, why do you feel like the place where you're from has been such a driving force? I mean, enough to, you know, come back and throw a whole multiple-day festival. Yeah, I mean, we all grew up there literally, or me, at least my entire life, from being in kindergarten until I wasn't born there, but I grew up from kindergarten through college there. And I met Matt in college, and we had a band together. My brother and I grew up together, obviously, in our house. And um, we had bands together, too, in high school. And I think Matt came and saw one of our bands play at a battle of the bands at Bogarts. 
Oh, really? Did you guys win? We did not, no. Oh. <laughs> but we gave it our all. Maybe not aggressive enough for something. I don't know. So, yeah, and then we were always, I don't know, I think just growing up there, there was a, really like a lot of access to great music between Cincinnati and Columbus and Cleveland. You know, we would go to shows, mostly in Cincinnati, right? I went to Columbus a couple times for shows in Cleveland at least once when my brother was in school up there. Anyway, this is a long way of saying that, yeah, everyone I think has that sort of basis there, which we didn't start this band there, but we did start a lot of other bands. <laughs> I think the formative sort of years of our, like, concert going and music listening and stuff happened there mostly just because that's where we were and yeah like I said there was a lot of stuff great that came through over the years and I don't know when we moved to New York it was not to make music it was to work at jobs so yeah I think when we were in Cincinnati like we spent I think even like through college we met and I lived together in college sometimes we did these internships and we would go and live in different cities for a few months at a time New York being one of them and I think just seeing we always went out and saw shows together when we were on those internships and I don't know it just I think all of that sort of community aspect of it that we felt in one way or another along the way just sort of carried over and then we all went to New York and several years later just started this band but yeah I think we all think of ourselves as kind of like just due to the amount of time and, and energy spent um, there as since, you know Cincinnatians yeah <laughs> well, and even I think though, yeah even the, the band technically is not from Cincinnati yeah and I think here, people so. Ohioans feel they have to like even when they leave feel like they have to defend Ohio or something you know like no one has yeah. to defend yeah. Brooklyn it's not like oh yeah I'm from Brooklyn you know we gotta stand up for it but Ohioans there's a a need of defense I think for whatever a feeling of of wanting to whatever for people to understand it yeah we're so misunderstood yes yeah, I know that a lot of the songs on I'm Easy to Find, you know, are older from Sleep Well, Be Sarah, or prior to that. I don't think all bands could, you know, pull that many songs from years before and make it work. But what do you think it is about your music and Matt's lyrics that sort of has that sort of a lasting appeal that you can pull old stuff and, and have it sound current? I think because the way, maybe because the way we write songs, or, or they're not particularly trendy constructions or anything. They're just sort of like things that, you know what I mean? They're not yeah. disco hits or dance music or some electronic thing that's hot for whatever a certain amount of time oh and then fades away or, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, like, it's a national made a disco record, though. I think I think I would die. You probably should. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Please do. We should. We should do that. I don't want you to die, though. So I think that... Yeah, I don't know. I, they're just songs. You know, we always joke that like we make songs with words, like it's like some ancient trick or something. But I think they're you know we don't. I think we just we've always been fans of music that's sort of like well constructed and doesn't really matter what era it's from. I mean, there's certain obviously certain production aspects that aren't timeless, but you know, and you're always reacting to like what's happening around you musically or otherwise. And so I don't know, but I think that the type of songs you know just like we sort of like they're not stories but they're not <laughs> you know they're not necessarily current events so that helps too even though current events often make their way into the lyrics and stuff I think they're just sort of you know a song that can be played on a piano or a guitar they're simple they start simple and that I think that's the best for that type of music making 
what we do. I think it works well for us. And I, I think it does lend songs to like kind of have not really a timeless thing, but can be, you know, can move around in the years a little bit without sounding like, oh, this. There are definitely songs that we've written that I feel like um, of a certain era. But I don't know. There are some, you know, in general, I think we've figured out that how to sort of make some some lasting impression with them. And I wonder, too, if, you know, you're all kind of in a stage of life where you can have a, a longer period of time to, to write about similar topics like marriage and, you know, family and versus when yeah, you're yeah, in your early 20s, you know, it's like angst. Angst, exactly. Well, I mean, I think the earlier records do reflect that, I and mean, especially Matt's sort of position in the world then or whatever, you know, and I think that, yeah, all the songs, I think just because, maybe that's it, the type of, it's not that the songs are time, it's like we're just writing about sort of what we're observing or experiencing, you know, at those times, and for us, like, each record does have a meaning because it's, you know, we remember what was happening then, or, and I think when we try and write about, you know, have some reaction to not world events necessarily, though sometimes, but they do take time to kind of observe those things like life and marriage and death and kids and whatever, you know, long the list goes on. So, yeah, there's sort of an endless fount of topics, Mm -hmm. I guess, or subjects in that little world that we inhabit, so... It's true. And I think, too, there's way more bands right now that are have sort of figured out how to write about those timeless topics than maybe in past years. So, you know, like in the 70s, not as many people were writing about, like, marriage and death versus... <laughs> no, maybe, maybe, like, Outlaw Country. That's about the <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Like, George Strait. And George Strait and yeah, Johnny Cash. <laughs> and Johnny I, Cash. I don't know. Yeah, but nowadays yeah, there's I so think, many people, whether it's like, you know, Jason Isbell and Alt Country or you guys and more rock, yeah. there's a lot more people who are writing good songs and are saying, you know, like it's not boring or lame to enter into like a stable period of life and we can still write good and interesting music about that. I agree with that mostly I think that yeah it's like it's sort of yeah I mean I think you sort of write about what you know is good advice I feel like that's been said a million times but you know like at least you have to have a point of view and you have to have a subject you can't just make things up or you can't <laughs> look at fish they wrote about game hints but yeah it's nice anyway this buy it's an imaginary too. place <laughs> yeah, that's What's true. That? I said I think there's buy-in now, too, to, to people want to hear songs about middle age and not just oh, about, yeah. like, youth, which is cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has a song. That's true. Well, Scott, I know you are busy and on the move and shopping and catching cabs, so I won't keep you any longer. But thank you so much for your time and for talking, and we will see you back in Ohio very soon. Yeah, we can't wait. I have family in Columbus, so hopefully oh, really? they will read this and not be embarrassed. I'm sure they won't. Hopefully they'll, you know, cool. say hey. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all right. Have a good day. You too. Take care. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614.